that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. Oh, well, the old grand booty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you always got, you're ready. The grand <laughs> yeah. booty. The grand booty, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge podcast. That's Jordan the Booty Howard over there. Uh, and I'm Levi. What's up? Uh, you can't hear me. You can't hear me waving. I, I was waving to everybody. Hello. I can, yeah, I can hear it. I'll add a swish sound effect. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, please. I definitely yeah. won't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you want production? You imagine, Get out of here! Find another the fucking effort to add a switch sound. One day, one day I will. When yeah, I'm not one, dead yeah, inside, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there once uh, once everyone goes to Patreon and yeah. <laughs> subscribes well, to Colson and Knowledge. You know what uh, brings me a little bit of joy in my life, Jordan? Uh, is film, and then specifically this film. This, this you or. This, uh, pastel colors is this, that what gives you that this gives film you was hope? just delightful i don't know it's just like you just always got like a little smile on your face when you're watching oh. it uh i'm of course talking about so we're doing directors uh yeah. you know we did who did we do we did denis villeneuve <laughs> and then we, uh-huh. oh, we, we did started james with cameron. james started with james uh, cameron this week we're doing wes anderson which if you are familiar all his He's kind of got like a gap of like, he's got a style that evolves, but then he went like full crazy diorama. Uh, and this is like his first big movie like that. And this was probably his most successful movie. So, of course, I'm talking about the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, which is arguably his most popular. I would say. It is, oh, I, this is I would by say far this, easily his most popular movie. Really? I would say, um, I would say Fantastic not- Mr. Fox and this or Neck and Neck. But. I, so, okay, sure, sure, sure. I'll give you neck and neck because audience. I think wise. when you can, I think when you can, well, because when you can market to children, yeah, that's the whole and, thing. You know, that is thus you're getting you're getting the you're getting like the diehard fans like us, and yeah. you're getting the like the casual viewer who's like, oh, a, a cute quirky animation. Yeah, that exactly. That's more of a uh, accessible then, kind of because yeah. it is like a kid's like oh, and it's like it's like claymation, like Wallace and Gromit. You know, yeah, uh, they go yeah. and see that. But Grand Budapest, I'm trying to remember it, the uh, conversation happening around it because it obviously it got nominated for some Academy Awards and stuff like best like the big ones I think, but it didn't. I don't think it won anything. My my biggest takeaway from it was uh, the cast is so much more diverse, and this was this was around the time period when Wes Anderson really like. You know, and it's wild because I was actually going back and looking at his like filmography and he's had like budget wise and the option to work with other actors. And he, and he has like clearly he's had other, you know, bigger names uh, inside of his projects, but he's typically kept like the like same same cast of characters. Yeah. And, and, he, then and he pulls in a actors. fucking... Like, there's but, obviously actors that he likes to work with, and they like to work with him. I mean, like, Jason Schwartzman's in, like, every one of his movies, practically. You know, Bill Murray and him are a staple. Uh, right. But it's, and like... Those two, and then the uh, and then Owen Wilson. That's, like, those are, like, the yeah. three that he, like, the and the Wilsons, I guess, technically, the... Yeah, but you never um, see Luke Wilson, Luke I feel like, in Luke anything and... anymore, which is too bad. I like old Luke, because... I know, I know, yeah. Uh, I kind of liked him more, because my favorite Wes Anderson movie probably is still... Royal Tenenbaums, uh, and Luke, know, we, Luke Wilson's we were just, just such having... a—he's such a sad boy in that one. <laughs> we were just—I know, well, dude, yeah, I love, yeah, I love his character, and I—I uh, I like, I like his Wes Anderson's soundtracks are so like pivotal, and it like it's great in Royal Tenenbaums, but I mean, I think I think that his greatest soundtrack is Life Aquatic, but that I, I'm really biased because that's my favorite movie. By yeah, him, but... we'll get into it. Uh, I just want to do a quick correction. I had to look it up because I'm like, no, that doesn't sound right. Oh. So this was nominated for several Academy Awards, and it won four actually. Uh, okay, it yeah. won four Oscars, which I don't remember doing that. 
that it did that, but it was all like the technical stuff. You know what I mean? It did. It won actually uh, best score, which it totally deserves. Uh, best costume, best makeup, and best production design. So that's all obvious. Well, the fact that this... it didn't win best cinematography, I don't. I need to know and see what won oh. that year because the cinematography yeah. in this is just such a treat. This movie's candy. Oh, this movie is visual it, candy. Like <laughs> it is. Like I, I can like I get like why you wouldn't like this movie just for the fact that it like it is so it's so like so it's um, quirky. Like I hate to use that quirky. word, right? And it's so symmetrical and how everything's like how everything is filmed. He it, shoots like, everything on like a ninety degree so, angle anyway. So you know, it's just like yeah. <laughs> uh huh. He films so straight on and it's so set and it like it almost seems like it almost seems like. The camera stays still, and then he just moves the set around it. Yeah, which it's, is well, that's which, he, which he has done his in the visual past. style <laughs> feels very, but, especially because it's like you know his previous era of movies where it's like they got a little weird, but they were like more, I guess you'd say grounded in like the set design and everything like that, like Royal Tenenbaums. Like obviously they have the house yeah. and everything, and it feels very grand, but it's not like insane over the top like Grand Budapest or the upcoming. Um, Asteroid I know City his or... his Asteroid City, this, that newest film. He looks goes full. So, it's like he goes he goes more Wes Anderson every 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 time every yeah. new movie. <laughs> and so I, uh, but it looks but, okay, fun. We're, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, I it's your, it's my turn. Did you write one? Were you inspired? I did. I did slash didn't because <laughs> I uh, I only got like the first the first like paragraph done of my synopsis because I forgot to. Last night I finished the movie and I started writing the synopsis and then I was like, okay, I'll come and I'll, I'll finish it today after work. Mm. And I got home and 100% did not. I just, I literally sat down and like, I was, it was like 640 when I sat down to go and we were going to talk and I was like, oh shit. So I started writing a little bit more, but anyways, I can, uh, I can kind of, I'll, I'll read a little bit what I have here yeah, and then briefly I'll what riff, you got? try I'll and riff. semice it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll riff off of it real quick because it's like this. So the Grand Budapest uh, Hotel, um, an author uh, in travels in the 60s. He stays at the Grand Budapest Hotel, a once lavish monument in the mountains of the Republic of Zubrauka, I think is how you say it. Yeah. They don't ever say it in the movie, do they? It's oh, all just it's, it's all, all text. just title cards. Yeah. It's all text and title cards. Anyways, so Zubrauka, Zubrauka, uh, uh, as fate would have it, he meets the owner, Mr. Zero Mustafa, Played by uh, F. Murray uh, Abraham. Um, after humble introductions, the author is invited to dinner so Zero can tell his story on how he became the owner of the hotel. We go back to 1932, months before the war, when the hotel was flourishing. Zero was hired to work as a lobby boy under the command of the legendary concierge uh, M. Gustave, played by Ralph Fiennes, who becomes his mentor and confidant. Gustave uh, officially manages the hotel and staff, while also attending the more personal needs of his guests, so long as they meet the criteria of being old, wealthy, and blonde. Madame D, played by Tilda Swinton, which was great. She blunt, she like melted into that <laughs> role. It was awesome. Uh, um, is his latest suitor. Um, they're saying their tender goodbyes in a hurried fashion. Uh, and then this is kind of, that's where I stopped. <laughs> I was just like, that's, that's <laughs> it's like got a dead just middle, middle like, sentence. But so, so that's, that's the setup. And, um, Later, later, you find out that Tilda Swinton's character has been murdered, and uh, Ralph Fiennes' character he is he is he's framed for it essentially, or at least he's like a suspect. Much. Yeah, he's and he much he and that's like that. This movie has so much more comedy in it than I remembered because this is only my second viewing. So, anyways, so he the cops come to like interrogate him, and uh, and it's cool because it's like the military police. But anyways. They come to interrogate him. He runs away. He gets caught. He goes to prison. Zero has to Zero has to get him out of prison, and so he he meets a, a woman, Agatha, and they they get together. And Agatha bakes these beautiful cakes, and Mendel's they use always the best. Yeah, Mendel's. Yeah, and so Mendel's is like this like bakery in this town, and everyone eats them, and everyone respects them. And I love it's like yeah, they don't they don't cut them up when they're like cutting all the food up it, to go through it's, just, art, you know? it's yeah it's they're exactly, literally exactly. Knife so and beautiful chisel. they're like chisels and uh -huh. <laughs> shapes yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so anyways uh they uh they sneak in they smuggle uh what is that like excavating tools digging tools and so uh <laughs> they break out of prison 
And then Ralph Fiennes' character, uh, Gustav, he, like, he, um, he breaks out. He goes and he meets one of the butlers of Madame D, um, who was framed for the murder also, or, like, who knew, he knew the information. But then, I don't know, Madame D's, uh, fascist son, who, oh my god, see, this is what happens every time we do it, because it's like, I get, like, I had it, I had it all planned out in my head, and then now as I talk about it, I start, I, like, hit tangents and start fucking uh. going everywhere, but the, the main, the main focus, the, like, the, there's a, a painting, Boy with Apple, and that is something that Ralph Fiennes steals, <laughs> and it, that becomes kind of, like, the focal point of the whole story, is that her, her evil children are trying to get the painting back because they don't believe that he should have it because yeah. Ralph finds they just they you know, he was the whole conspiracy he like a, to like cover up the murder right. so that they classic right so they the kids can the inherit the will because yeah. there's a second there's a turns out battle. there's a second will that is basically yeah says in the event of her murder then all her shit goes to <laughs> Gustav goes to Gustav and then and then that is. Which That's is what, what happens, happens at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they find the painting in a daring in like a, a daring battle between the between the bad guys and the like police the like military police they're fight they're fighting in the hotel and they fall out the window and they're hanging from the painting and like you know the painting the painting is where the will the second will was hidden by the butler originally who got murdered and who was framed originally for the murder and anyways yeah so. They find it, and then happily, happily ever after, everyone's there, and Ralph Fiennes actually dies off screen. In conversation, when we come back to 1968, when he's talking to a young, the young author, who died in 1985, where the story begins, and it kind of all comes full circle. It's a, it's a beautiful movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, like uh, even though like obviously the main crux of the movie is in the 30s, but it's like. You know, the story yeah. of a girl inspired by an author who had a journey and like it's like a story. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little nesting egg. It's like a story within a story within a story within a story. But like all the outside layers, other than obviously them at the hotel in the sixties, is a right. little bit more it, substantial. Yeah, because uh, they'll cut back they'll cut back to that and like eighty five percent of the movies in the thirties. Yeah. And you're in the sixties now and it's basically like a it's like a a, a substitute or stand in for like the Soviet Soviet era the the hotel gets stripped down and it looks really like bare and like just really like I don't even know what that like sterile it's all just like brick instead of like the beautiful palace that it was in the 30s and so yeah it's it's cool you come back to it and like yeah and like Zero's Zero's kind of like he's 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 a sad human being because he's kind of like stuck in this monolith but it like it's like all the memories and it's it's really charming because he keeps it so that he can remember Agatha. It's a dude. It's like that's what Wes Anderson does so well is like his his like tender beauty is kind of it has such a tinge of sadness in it, and like yeah, well, every everything's just so human. But like he definitely so got like such a like a melancholy because it's like almost yeah. like a yeah it is like a childlike whimsy because it's like uh well I'm sure we'll read later but one of the Reddit commenters was like uh it always feels like a, a storybook or something and and that. It does. And that's been, and I always that's been designed. His movies are all R rated pretty all, much with a couple exceptions. But right. so many of them are like full of tons of cursing and like sexual references and like sometimes some violence and like uh and this movie I always am kind of shocked when I'm just like I, oh dude, that was like that, that old lady sucking him off like yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, forgot dude, that was this, in this and there's like old lady yeah. titties and like uh, well, dude, good, and the, the some fingers, pretty good violence, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. When the get fing- yeah, when those fingers get fucking chopped, I was like, oh, it took me by surprise. I knew, I knew it was gonna happen. I remember it happening. I just like I was totally like, oh my god, I forgot that. Like Wes Anderson kind of, you always gets, surprised. It's brutal. He does well. He does it so sparingly. That's what makes it so effective. Because yeah. it's like in right. the uh, in the escape scene when they're escaping from the prison. And the one guy jumps down oh, and kills dude. all the officers. Yeah. <laughs> he just knives them all to death, but it ends that, with them like pulling the knives out of each other's chest and shit. It's like some yeah, Saving Private Ryan, but it's weird because it does. It looks like a fucking storybook cartoon. There's just Harvey Keitel with all his drawn-on tattoos. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I love that too. All his that's tattoos so were like so they were all like legit too. Like they are all like based on yeah, reality and shit. And like that's what, dude. I love. I love Wes Anderson's imagination. It's so cool. He he'll bend 
he like he just kind of like bends reality. He, it it he is does, like yeah, it's like history adjacent, uh, but like right, not he, not the way that like Quentin Tarantino does it. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he, and, it would be it would be similar to Quentin Tarantino, but he does it in more of like a novel style. It's novel, like a like, different color. Like that, Zambroska is not a real country or yeah. whatever. It's just like it's a fill in, and it's like the. Uh, you know, the fascist army, they're not Nazis, but they may as well be, but it's like they're their own version oh, right. of it, which is they have like the Z insignias, the SS. Yeah. It's like they you know, it's all it's all kind of like blended together. And I love like the the black coats and stuff, and he's just like when Ralph finds is like, Oh, the black is so drab. <laughs> I know. So drab. He's like sick and tired of it. Yeah. Uh so anyway, backing it up though. So this was only your yeah. second time watching it, you said, right? That I'm pretty sure I like something like that. It's my third, yeah. if that. Like I, I remember seeing it in theaters and and liking it a lot. But I, I was so I'm like I'm like a I'm a I don't know I'm a little like sassy boy. You're a, you're a hipster. I'm just a, admit it. I'm <laughs> a hipster. Sure, sure, sure. If you, whatever you want to call it. I'm more like I'm more. Ex, I was expecting like his normal cast. I, I wasn't. He just like I wasn't ready he for it. Changing when I first yeah. saw it too because this was his first big change. Cause it's like, I'm pretty sure. Right. And I might, I mean, this is just off the top of my head. Pretty sure it went like Darjeeling. Then it uh-huh. went, well, um, right. fantastic. Mr. Fox. Then it went this. Yeah. And you can obviously tell that a lot of fantastic. Mr. Fox, like production design, basically being stop motion and miniatures. Like they took that into full scale essentially. And where the sets were like even crazier. And obviously this one best production design, because they had they fucking it's just so uh, so over the top with it, and that I wasn't expecting when I first saw it in theaters. Like I was surprised because I was expecting you know Rushmore or, or like where it ends on the slow mo scene of of some sixties pop song. I know, well, like, that's, you know what yeah. I mean. And it, it wasn't it wasn't that it didn't have any of that. There was no needle drops. This was all an original score, which all his other and movies the, that, that was we that was tripping me out. To, Right, was we're that? all we're we're all like it's all like classic music or like it's all like it's all rock and roll. It's all it's all like yeah, actual yeah. already produced music. Like that's like that's the thing. And like that's I think why that I is said a big dividing point. Darjeeling does and Darjeeling and like Life Aquatic, yeah. like they feel shot very differently. But like the way the music goes, like it's obviously still his style. But I think that was once he did the stop motion, that was a huge defining point of his movies. Because I mean, he's only done. Uh, and then he obviously went back to stop motion, but then you got to see French Connection, but it's very much this as well, obviously. <laughs> this style, yeah, right. no, like I, he's, I, this I is watched... his style now that he's into now. Right. And that, and I'm, I'm, I'm 100 all for it. I, I like. No, that's I, the thing. I, I think understand like, the I liked hesitation Budapest. originally, though, that, where it's just kind of like, yeah. huh? Right. Well, and I think it's because it's like Darjeeling was was the stray. I feel like that started like he started getting his like pastel colors and he loved he loved shooting sergeant a little more cramped on a on a train mm. and like a little more like it is it's definitely got like it's got that like that nomadic movement yeah, yeah. And like yeah. and it, and it still has that that it has more of a tinge of like broken people and manhood and what it's like to be all his stories very much have like this like arrested development not the show right. the actual type of uh-huh. being stuck right, in right, adolescence right. and this like kind well, and of, of like of coming rich, of age of, like, and wealthy people, yeah, like, jealousy well, yeah. and uh, he does all that really well. Like so, all of his story beats kind of stay the same. But I honestly think that so this was probably my fifth or sixth time watching it. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, I really do think this movie is his best movie though. Like, I think I don't know, I don't know right. if it's my favorite necessarily. Oh, no. I think it's and, a masterpiece, but uh, it is. Very very good. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't they, I can't really think of any problems with it outside of personal taste. You know what I mean? But right. I, but no, I and that I totally I totally agree. I think that I think that it, like every performance is phenomenal. I love I like oh. I love the I love narration. I've I've said that before on the pod, and I love I love when like a story's narrated, and then I just I love how it's like it opens. The beginning is Royal Tenenbaums, one hundred percent, dude. That little that girl. Yeah. It's like the eighties. Everything's dressed the book, and that's what I love, dude. He all of his movies are, they are like that's his whole that's his whole point is that he's making a movie that's 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 supposed to be like the a novel jumped out onto screen, uh-huh. and so it's like every one of his movies 
that he has a lot of like novels represented and like a lot of like just books period just being shot and framed it's like it's beautiful what I think, he does like, uh, I think this movie I think I was trying to narrow it down and I think the reason why this movie I I think maybe feels the like really strongest to me is all his other previous movies and even the movies I mean other than Isle of Dogs or whatever uh has been a like ensemble cast where it's like about all the characters and stuff like that but this yeah. movie is primarily like there's obviously really great side characters but it is primarily the main two characters. It's primarily Zero and Gustav, and then also like Agatha, I guess. Right. Uh, right. Well, no, like I, I would say, I, I, barely. Honestly, barely. I would She's say that I would much. say the brothers or the the sons. The, well, the antagonist, yeah. It's like the antagonist, but, but like they're not even like that's the but thing. They it's like get, they don't get that much of the story. The yeah. two characters, uh, no. it's such a sole focus on their bond, their connection. And how it's like they have this mentor-mentee relationship that grows into where literally Zero's like, we're brothers. And yeah. they that's how he ends up. Because the whole question at the beginning of the movie, the inciting incident is, how did you get this hotel? You know, And he's like, I didn't, and I'll tell you the story. And, you know? and mm. it's because of through their bond, because at the beginning, he's so cold to him. Not cold, but just like he's a professional. And, you know, he's like, oh, you have... What's all? Your, what's your schooling? And he names off all these shit, and he's like zero. You know, like you got nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then later, it's like he's crying. He's like, "I'm a fool, and I love you, and we're we're bonded for life. You can, when I die, you can have everything I have." Uh, and oh yeah, it. and he does. He does the. I love that, and he does his will, his last will and testament. <laughs> and like, I'm a, well, I'll write it up right now, and then he literally yeah. just starts dictating it to him, and he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really funny. This, uh, but I think that's, God, that's such a Wes Anderson thing, dude. I love Wes is. Anderson's delivery. On everything he does, where it's like so pointed and like it's just like yeah, it's I always right out of a storybook. The biggest thing I took away from this viewing, honestly, and I've always appreciated it, but this time I really focused on it more because every time watching this, I was so I don't want to say distracted, but so overwhelmed by all the technical filmmaking, like the set design, the cinematography, the fucking min- amazing score, work. the miniatures, like yeah. everything. I was so focused on that every time that I didn't necessarily overlook it, but this time I really paid attention to the acting. And Ralph Fiennes is so fucking good in this movie. Dude, he's <laughs> like really I, good. I like. I like, think that's. I did same thing, dude. When I first saw this, I didn't. I kind of like. I guess that's what it was. Like he's it's so like, charismatic. And like it's great, but you don't really yeah. like. Dude, no, his acting zero in is on it. So, <laughs> it's so good. good. It's Especially the, the first timing. time. The first time he oh, God, he like, introduces himself to the. He's in the group. You know, they go to the. They go to the home and all the men are there that are like trying to get the will and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Ralph Fiennes is like, I guess that would be me, darling. And like everyone, everyone stops so and looks like at him. Like just his right amount dude, of like flamboyant. He's like flamboyant well, and like and that's fancy. What I love. And like, well, when I first saw this, when I first saw this, I didn't realize that like he is like, I mean, I, you know, bisexual for they that's what they call him in the movie i mean they they use like the f word a lot and like which is but it's like it actually i'm like i'm like it kind of passes because it's totally like a he's the antagonist saying it you know so clearly it's like he's a fascist he's supposed to be a piece yeah. of shit but then but then ralph fines kind of like leans into it where he's kind of just like i am he's like i am i i am by <laughs> but it's like he just but he doesn't say it it's not no, like he's just like he i presents himself I, I, as. I, he's like i'm intimate just, with all of my friends like basically right. like, exactly exactly <laughs> that's what yeah that's what's great is like and i think it i think it like it plays to his like the second layer of his character yeah. is because he fucking uses whatever he can to get ahead he's actually kind of like he's kind of a piece of shit he's a little but, skeezy for sure but, but i do yeah, think he's but genuine he's so at charming. the same time a little bit right of course no a hundred percent you can i think you can kind of be both i think he you can, is like, you can yeah. try to get things you can try to you can you can do kind of deceitful things that if they help other or if they make other people feel good but yet you gain from it. <laughs> it's like, I kind of, that's like the I, I gray area that he, he lives in. And I love it. I do think it's like, and it definitely shows. So it's like with, uh, Tilda Swinton's character, like, obviously he's like buttering her up cause she's rich. And like this older right. lady that like, you know, is she obviously it worked out for him in the end. He inherited so much shit from her. But, uh, and then like she leaves and he's just like, Oh, we're not going to do her wishes. Like go buy us some <laughs> shit with this. But and that's like the skeezy side. But you can tell it's so it's so great when it's like he sees her body. It's genuinely like he's just like this is the best you've ever looked. Like you got your Uh nails changed, darling. This is is so sweet. 
Uh, and so it's just like, you know, he genuinely, he genuinely cares also. And that's what makes it so he's such a great three dimensional character. I mean, Wes Anderson's characters are always pretty great three dimensional characters, but it's like, but I think well, but the emotional actually, core I kind of zero and Gustav. Is, right. 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 I think, I think that his characters are kind of like one note. That's like the one thing I actually really appreciate about Wes Anderson is like his characters stay very true to who they are and their character growth is minimal yeah if not just if not just kind of like like more realistic in in his other movies where this movie i feel like there's yeah you know I, a lot I, I, I think s- there's a larger thing to gain but i wouldn't say i see what you're saying i wouldn't say one note so much as i would say well, like they're not subtle like i don't they, mean, i don't mean it in a negative connotation i know though, i know honestly, i know, I know what like, you mean like they're really they're really stylized i guess in their characters they, right like, so they're like i they think play, yeah. i think some of them um I think this and Royal Tenet Bombs and obviously like Life Aquatic, like the characters and their motivations and their emotions are quite complex, but they're laid out so on the surface and kind of unchanging. They're not the way he does his dialogue is very like a lot of times it's very fast. It's very direct. Uh, so it comes out like very like you're saying, it's not I, I wouldn't say one note, but it's like it's so goes with like the style that it's just laid out bare. It's not subtle. Like a, another acting yeah. performance or writing might be. It's very just like on the page. They're these it's not characters. Like, we're not. It, yeah. Like they're Wes Anderson doesn't, he doesn't. Cause I think he, they're complex. So like look at so the, what he all does, the Royal Tenenbaums and stuff, but right. they're no, just, no, no. I think they're straightforward they, I think, with their complexity, yes. if that makes sense. And I think like their, their emotional, emotional core resonates through who like the character of who they are i think it's where it's like in like there will be blood there's like there are scenes where acting happens and it's like dan day lewis is like there's so there's so much subtlety that's to what who i mean he with is. the subtle it's like this one where, is just right like, and like they but, say it but all this i feel like they say it but it's so well written to me yeah. that like everything he says i'm like oh shit it's like it's so it is it's so raw like so emotionally raw and like the people just it's like it's so great to have that like they're like unafraid to say anything they want. They like right. they can just they express themselves however they want. Well, and then I love like people's like ca- other characters' reactions to that can be so muted. They'll just be like they'll just be like, uh huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and that's it. Like <laughs> and then that and then that's that that's the comedy, dude. It makes me so mad. So I I've I've said this before and I'll say it again. Wes Anderson movies don't belong in the comedy section, and that is how they're always marketed. I guarantee you. This movie is probably it probably says like comedy. Yep, adventure comedy is what this movie is considered. Sure, I mean there are times I laughed, but it's like I feel I don't know. I feel like it. I feel like it's like Royal Tenenbaums is considered a comedy too. It's like family comedy. <laughs> like those aren't those yeah. aren't things I would give it. I don't know. It's like, I just I think I think they are I, comedies. Uh, I know, but like like first I don't know Royal Tenenbaums is is <sighs> there's a couple like. That's the thing. It's like they're definitely comedies, but they have stakes. You know what I mean? Uh, And so it's like they matter and there's death and like intrigue and shit like that. But like this movie, I was roaring this movie, dude. This movie, this movie specifically is hilarious. Like some of his other ones, it's like, yeah, it's a little bit more like it's hard to call the scene with such a like there's good comedy in Royal Tenenbaums, but that's the hardest one. It's like. That one gets pretty dark. <laughs> Some like suicide attempts right. and stuff. Well, and even like even like I don't know, Rush or like Rushmore. It would, it's like I mean, coming of age, I guess, is part of it. But it's like kind of comedies. Comedies such a. I think that's such a bad. It is like it's like well, there's so much suicide and death and like there's so much that's like okay, there's so much like stakes, like you said, and it's like I know can I know comedy exists in those <laughs> those realms too, but but it's just like I would not I wouldn't. It just shouldn't be. Yeah, comedy shouldn't be labels. The first, the first know, true, right? Of lit. course, this is everything. Yeah. But, but this, but this got me, dude. The the like the part that like got me roaring is when he fucking when they when the police come and they say you're you've been <laughs> you know you're you're uh. Well, and I love how he always repeats it. Like he's, he's like, like, oh, you oh, think so I'm a suspect you're, in you're this? Saying that, uh, so, so you're saying that? So you're saying I'm a suspect yeah. in this? Yeah, <laughs> this is a suspect in the murder, huh? He just immediately, bails, like after he finishes the sentence. Yeah, there's all the ones that got me this time. So let me let me paint your picture real I mean, quick. So <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> when I watched this, I watched it the other night, and I was gonna watch it last night. So I've been on vacation, uh, like a small trip, and 
So I had no way of watching it, but by chance it came on in the hotel uh, where oh, I was staying. Yeah, dude. And it, it was, I was super lucky because it came on in the hotel and it came on HBO. So it was unedited and no commercials. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I got to watch it actually totally unfettered, but I was in a room with my two sleeping children and my wife who'd fallen asleep 10 minutes in. Uh, so I watched Gosh, it basically yeah. on silent with subtitles. Oh. <laughs> on like a tiny screen oh. in the hotel. Okay. Oh, that's right. You were saying it was going to be an awkward way. It was to a little bit this. different. I had to, okay. today I rewatched like the beginning because I'd missed out on like the music, which I love. I think the score is so fucking good. The score's, yeah, the score's really good. Uh, so I watched a little bit today so I could kind of get more of the music. Like it wasn't on silent. I could hear the acting and stuff, but it was pretty quiet. But, uh, yeah. It's uh, the part that would get me in this one because it was, and I felt bad because I kept, I busted out laughing a couple times and almost woke up like Emmeline. And uh, it was every time they start uh, reciting like a over the top poetry. (laughs) And then, but then it's always like interrupted. Like the poetry is a hilarious joke on its own because it's so fucking over the top. And, but then there's always some other joke to cut it short. And it's, so it's like always a double whammy, but. The one that gets me is like Ralph Fiennes hanging off the cliff about to die. And he's like, oh, let this yes. be my last breath. Dude, he's like, holy shit. Holy shit. You holy got him. Shit. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. You threw him. Yeah, when he pushes, when he pushes William Defoe's character. Wrong. Yeah, dude. When he, yeah, it's like, then, oh, my they God. Do it with the prison going off, like he's doing the poem. And he's like, I want to hear you. But the alarm just started sounding. So yeah. let's pick up yeah. where we were later. That's really good. Well, no, the I love food no, and the dude. chow line. They're like, we may want to start eating this because it's, oh, uh, it's yeah, 47 it's, stanzas. It's 40 to 47 <laughs> stanzas. Yeah. Well, dude, that, no, the part that got me is when, is when he's like, uh, he like asks, he's like, he's like, well, did you bring your change or did you bring the disguises? <laughs> no, I didn't bring disguises. <laughs> this like, is it. And he's like, no, and he's like, this is it. And he goes, well, I thought he's like he's like we're supposed to have prosthetic noses and and beards. And he's like, well, I guess maybe in the heat and it wouldn't work, you know, like this and it wouldn't. He's like, sometimes if you have it, apply it right, it's <laughs> it's, it's very, very convincing. convincing. And then and then he's like, well, did you bring uh something? What is it to like wash up or something? And he's it's, like, no, I didn't bring it. And he's like, did you bring like, the perfume? perfume yeah. He wants a. Pre- I know. I think there's three things because yeah. it like hits that rules of three. And it's like the perfume, and he goes, and he's I just like that's when he loses. <laughs> when he loses, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I forgot. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> Dude, it got like well. And that's just, the thing oh, about that scene too, and that's that's where the good characterization comes from. The good that's a pivotal moment of the movie, because right. then um, Gustav is like chews him out because he has a total breakdown. He's like, I'm embarrassed. I smell because obviously that's a huge point of contention for him. And he he's like, you you dirty immigrant and all this. And uh-huh, then he's just right, like, right. oh, so why did you even well, come to this country? I, he's like, I, I fled because I was the, t- tortured the in the war and everything. He's like, oh, so yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess you're more you're of a re- refugee. You're, you're more of a refugee. He's like, and then he's like, "I'm a fool. I'm an. I'm so sorry." Yeah. Like, like that's such a that's a good changing moment, and like bond right. from because that's well, what he says. We're brothers, and then like, and then he tells him yeah. the poem, and he's just become him, because <laughs> like, he's doing the huge poems <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, yeah, that that's I think that's like a, such a pivotal scene in the in the movie for like the character development. Yeah, uh, and it's but that's the thing. It's it's hilarious. It's right. Tense from and they're literally poignant. at a prison it's escape. Poignant. Yeah, it's funny because like, yeah. they're stopping during a prison escape to have this fucking conversation, but it's also very like gets into their characters. It's the bonding of their relationship closer. Like, uh, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that serve multiple purposes, and I think that's what makes it his best. Is it's so fucking tight and it's focused that like even a lot of his movies, a lot of the big actors feel like cameos but in this one i felt like it felt like all the quote-unquote cameos only a couple of them felt like that a lot of them felt like really important characters that really existed in that world and served a very important function like you know you adrian brody does not feel like a cameo you know what i mean he is a important character even I'm like, uh, even, uh, even what's his name? He plays Edward Norton, who plays like the police guy. Yeah. He like, he doesn't feel like a cameo. Like he does feel like a, a character that, that like becomes, you know, kind of like a big player for the climax. And like, I don't know, he just, he just well, comes in and like. It's super important to, to do the foreshadowing and kind of like the, the bookend scenes of like the first scene where they get attacked and it's like Gustav's influence is what kind of saves them from what you would think. It's like this movie's lighthearted. Right. Of course they're going to get out of it. Even the fight feels silly, 
But then when it happens it again later and he doesn't have that, like it's the going away with the times, which is like another theme well, of this movie. It's I, like everything fades I love away. That. Yeah. And then he's and I love killed off he, screen. They took him outside and shot him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's shot like, him. I love it. Yeah. It just, it just like in the conversation in the, in the sixties, he's just like, well, yeah. And Gustav was shot. That's like, it's like right. his, his arrogance caught up with him almost like, oh, you know, it's like, or he's like his silver tongue wasn't able to get him out of it. Mm, not this time, you know, just too. one time. But, but I guess it, I guess it's more, it's more of his convictions. That's what, that's what it's I liked is that scene. Yeah. That scene and like every time they get stopped in the train, even before they have like the pinnacle, like, you know, the, the, when they, when they make amends and he's like, oh, you're a refugee. It's like, he still defends him, but it's, it is, it's all like personal gain. And then that's, that's how come his character development when he like finally says like, okay, you can have everything. You're, you're, we're equals now. Cause it, before it was like, it's like, oh, he's on a work visa. Don't worry. He's like, he's with me. Because you know, at that point, I, it's I'll principles. Like, you're going to come it's, in and you're going right. to harass me. He works for uh-huh. me. You know what I mean? For me, right. And that's, yeah, that's where it's like, that's where I'm like, it's self-serving at first. And then later, he like. Later, it's totally, like, you're, you're, you do whatever you want to do. Gives him, you know he I mean? gives I'm him everything. Yeah. And I love, I love it. He's just like, Agatha, he's like, he's like I, she's a really charming woman. He's like, she's don't just, flirt with she's her. She's just so charming. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's such a fucking Wes Anderson thing, too, is just like weird kind of like. Uh, jealousies like young boy jealousies. I, feel I know. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he definitely. Yeah, yeah. He's, like even if they're kind supposedly of, older, that's man, awkward. Like, that's but... the entire plot of Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Of Rushmore, <laughs> I know, right? And like, I I haven't seen Rushmore in years. It was it was like it was my favorite one. It was my for favorite one in high time, school for sure. For sure. And then now I'm like I'm kind of like nervous to watch it again because I'm sure it probably cringe a little bit, but it uh it's I'm sure it's I'm sure it's still decent. It's just probably. Worth a rewatch and kind of to understand For sure. maybe where Jason Schwartzman's character was coming from in that. But anyways, uh, on this, that um, that painting, can we talk about two paintings in this movie that were beautiful? Because Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson's like his love of art and culture and everything that exists that like is Wes Anderson. That's like basically Wes Anderson's like an old an old world globe wearing a scarf and like just kind of i don't know like read yeah (laughs) yeah and then like but then he'll like i don't know he did that like weird he did a like a commercial for fucking american first or something yeah i was like like, hey wes anderson what the fuck (laughs) like yeah but then but like it's so him too which is is like yeah it's funny but uh anyways the artwork in this dude i want to find so boy with apple it's it's cool it's fine but the but the print I want is those two the two women <laughs> masturbating yeah, or whatever dude. the one that they hang up into like you know in so front of I feel like boy. I've seen that somewhere so I wonder if that's like a well, famous do, piece or something because I no I is it for the I movie? did a deep because I did a deep dive on it but that's the thing with him everything dude, is no. like rhymes with real history like it's one hundred percent just like that's, real things that's a but perfect it's way to just put enough it. with him. Is, it rhymes because it is it's based on it's based off an old an old artist who I don't I can't remember the what the if i find it i'll post it but anyways well, it's like yeah it's influenced by another one but dude the guy the guy's name is rich pellegrino and yeah. he's a fantastic artist and he was just a fan of wes anderson and he did a bunch of he did a series on wes anderson's uh films and he did he did paintings of them and they're beautiful paintings i should post them on the reddit um but he apparently did seven versions of that and I can't find him, so I'm gonna email him later after this and see if he see if he'll like see if he has any that are available online. I've been trying to find to them. To just see them anyway, and you know. Yeah, I wanna like, see the I wanna see like, like, like the, <laughs> the prototypes. Well dude, yeah, you can get a print for sixty bucks off his website. It's like it's they're they're beautiful, dude. I want I want one so bad. I uh, love it. You should post the Wes Anderson ones on post his website or something on the on the Reddit. I'd like to check that out. That's yeah, that. but that, that's that, the yeah. thing. It's like that is a, a genuinely good and affecting painting, but and it's played for such a joke too because they hang it up and it doesn't even well, fit the spot, and that's right, that's funny right. on its own. But then later, when Adrian Brody noticed it, he's like, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is that?" And he, like, yeah. And then all the, the sisters are always got like their one little mummering lines, you know? They're like, "Who not? Was that always there?" Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're definitely just yeah. They're just we, the background. Can we talk? Background about how so i think my favorite maybe my favorite actor ever like at least right now i think my favorite act top three is willem dafoe i fucking love willem dafoe oh, and everything easy. he's in uh he's the best part of every movie he's in basically but he, he can, melts into his character he too. is like, so diverse but man i forgot 
how like menacing and hilarious his fucking character is in this. Like he's genuinely intimidating and scary, but he's just so ridiculous. He just throws fucking uh, Jeff Goldblum's cat out the window. <laughs> cat out the window. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just it's like just his like, chaos. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, such violent chaos, dude. And I love his rings, how they're all, like, skulls. I know. Uh, He's got his leather pouch with, like, his, his fucking brandy and his pistol and everything. Oh, yeah, that's so sick, dude. I want that's that jacket. A, like, <laughs> yeah, that jacket's so beautiful. And then, and I just love, like, like when he's skiing, too, that scene, that scene's so, like, it's so, it's played for laughs, but then it's kind of intense. It's like, that's what's well, great. It's high velocity, because I wonder, I'm sure he no. used, uh, you know, it's like a combination of, like, probably rear projection and, like, miniatures and stuff, because that's his style. Yeah, that's exactly. This is what it looks like to me. Right. Uh, But I remember first time watching it, that's because that was like the, uh, other than a few scenes in Moonrise Kingdom, which that's actually the one that I crossed over uh, after Darjeeling. But. uh, Oh, right, right, right. um, Is that, yeah. Moonrise Kingdom, it's like after Moonrise Kingdom, it had like a couple of those weird scenes there like that. So it threw me off the first time I watched it, watching the ski escape scene in this one. Because it feels like so cartoony. Because it is. It's super cartoony. You know what I mean? It's like even when he, cause they're going full speed and he hits it and he just like goes and he just flies off because it's just basically uh, miniatures and stuff. And, uh, but it is. It's intense. But first time I saw it, I was like, I remember that was kind of like I didn't like it. But now, like every yeah. time I watch it now, I think it really fits into the vibe of the movie much more. Uh, and it's just that. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Well, right, and it's like his, he doesn't do, like, high action scenes, so, like, that is, like, it's, like, it's kind of, like, one of those, like, oh, that's Wes Anderson's way of doing it, way of getting around doing, like, a chase scene, and it, Mm. I'm fucking, more power to it, dude, I, that's, it's so much nicer, so much more refreshing to see that than, like, if they actually just chased each other on green screen with, like, skis, you know, and it, like, yeah, like, well, and that's how he maintains, that's the thing, is there's such an intense control over like the way that the visual style of the film, you know, the creative output of the visuals that it's like, that's not something you can just go film exteriors of and maintain his style. You can't just be like, let's just go film, you know, even without a green screen. It's like, that's how you got to keep, he keeps the very, when you're on a vehicle, it's mounted and it's essentially Mm -hmm. two visions. And then you get a top shot maybe. And that's when you get this, it's the super high paced, high, uh, quickly paced, like, I don't know. It's couldn't be done any other it's pretty way. Good. I don't know. Could be done any no, other right. way. That's I, for him. I wouldn't like it's it. very affecting. I don't know. He's got it's got a vibe. We all know he's got a we vibe. We <laughs> And that's the thing, yeah. It's kind of like it's like if this was your first Wes Anderson, and I'm always I'm always curious, you can you can you can kind of tell somebody's like fandom by their first Wes Anderson movie. And so like if this was your first and you loved it. I can see his older his older work being really off putting, and so I actually have a coworker, and I was talking with them, and like they they love this movie, but they they dislike Royal Tenenbaums because it doesn't feel as bombastic. I, like, I mean, I get I, it. No, and I get it, and I actually I was like a contrarian when I was younger. I I always thought like. I mean, Royal Tenenbaums is like a masterpiece, so I can't say I didn't like it. But I always thought, like, I was like, oh, I like Rushmore more because, like, the coming I mean, of age. But it's probably because I just related. I didn't. You know? Yeah, that was the thing. Same, because Rushmore was my first, Wes Anderson, and then Life Aquatic, which I also loved. Uh, and that was, I loved that even more when I saw it. I was like, holy shit, like, because it, oh, it does way more I mean, things creatively. Like, right. Life Aquatic's what solidified Royal, me as being Yeah, Royal a Tenenbaums, I was like, uh, I don't yeah. think I was mature enough to really, like, get the weight yeah. of it and get the more complexity. And uh, that's one that every time I've watched it since then, I'm just like, Oh yeah, this movie is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah. Well, dude, and I think bottle rocket is definitely slept on. It, yeah. Like, it is. It, I want to rewatch it, it. It feels like him and it like, it's got, it's got a lot of his like charm and style. And so I just like, I feel like that's a movie that people need to see. Cause it's like where he came from. He actually hasn't deviated that much no it's always but that's, that's what's wild I it's like, he's just gotten all in order just gotten it's bigger. like yeah you really can see the progression step by step by step like, of course yeah i think he just because he pushes the boundaries more and more as he goes and i'm i asteroid city i'm i'm, I'm, a, I'm excited for asteroid city man excited, yeah uh anyway you got a you got a money minute for us yeah let's yeah let's move on uh yeah so i did a little bit of i did a little bit of like 
looking to, because I was curious. This was 25 mil. Is that it? That's not bad. That's cheap as fuck. That's cheap as fuck for like all the sets and everything. What's what's so okay? So it's crazy. So this is 25 mil. That is his like, that's like his his basic production cost. Like if you want to make a Wes Anderson movie, it's going to be anywhere from like 20, 21 to 25 million. And he usually grosses like 45. That's kind of his like, you know, base for this movie, which is which is his highest grossing movie. It's 173 million that he grossed, which is bonkers. On a 25 million budget? On a 25 million wow. budget. Wow, yeah. So that, that's he pretty really, impressive, man. Well, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it's cuz he had he had like uh he did um fucking uh Fantastic Mr. Fox. So like I think yeah. that's where he got a lot of his like production and he shot this all in like a hotel, like an old an old rundown uh, God, that's good. Now I'm thinking about it. 25 million, so, man. That's crazy. 25 like, million. That's super cheap. Well, dude, do you know what's sad? The sets Fucking and the costumes and everything? Like, Life Aquatic. The cast. Like his biggest, which I which I feel like Life Aquatic is his biggest movie when it comes to sets and locations and everything because it takes place on like so many boats. It's like, and just arguous shooting. Like that's fucking hard to shoot on, on sea. And it's like, it, it's like his hardest one, and that was fifty million, which I, which my my limited research was his, which was his most expensive movie to make, huh. and it only made thirty eight million back, oh, which bad. is which is a bummer summer, but it's still it's like, you know, he's he's. Can I haven't watched Life Aquatic in a hot minute? That movie is because it does have a lot of scenes. Because there's the scene when they get captured by the pirates and everything, and they're oh dude, but like the, the the basically the abandoned and island with the abandoned hotel and everything. <laughs> There aren't, yeah, dude, that's so fucking cool. There aren't, there aren't any fucking miniatures in this either. I mean, like, there, there are like kind of, but it's like the the sets that he built are huge, dude. Are fucking like, actually, oh no, I lied. I think, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox was like fifty two million or something to shoot, or forty million or something. It was, it was pretty high up there too. It's got to be. There's so many, but that's stop motion. It was just stop motion. So expensive and sad. (laughs) So it's so expensive because it's it's because it's it's so so time consuming. Yeah, it's time consuming, and it's like you You are build you're every stitch re- you're rebuilding you can't there's nothing can be found you have to like build every yeah you're not you can't go shoot option. on location you know <laughs> no right, right, right you gotta so. build every little bit from the fucking water you gotta buy yeah. and build the water <laughs> yeah dude god that's what, oh man i i'm sad that isle dogs get so much hate because i i just rewatched that, that recently i like it like it's it's super yeah. simple like you know but it's uh it's great isle dog is great I mean, I get it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have like the emotional core that his other movies do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but it's still God, it's just like it's know. fun and it's so well animated, man. I, it's like, but that's my we, yeah. we are not going to go on the hundredth <laughs> fucking uh, stop no, motion stop. tangent about how much we're. Rock I mean, dude, I've got motion over here. I you can see it behind me. I got like my stop motion guy. Literally me see too. like it's your like, little armature. Yeah, I know, dude. I love it. That's oh, cute. So uh, so anyway, good. I got a, I got right. a couple of reddits. Here's some. Let's see what I got. Give them to us. So, uh, low paid salaryman says such a great movie. It has the Anderson signature, but there is something magic in this movie. You could connect with the characters, not perfect people, but lovable. The way Anderson handles the human fear to get emotionally hurt is, uh, magistral. You can feel identified and conscious of the character situation and how they try to get over it or not. The nostalgic part talks about the gold age of the hotel and the end of it, all those memories, and that's something that will never be. One of Anderson's best, until he stops making movies, we'll see if this was his best movie. But I believe it is in his top three. Uh, and then Closer People 2 says, I saw this when it came out and rewatched it for the first time last night. This is a wonderful film, and I love everything about Anderson's style. The unique cinematography, the quirky characters, the fast pace, the colors, the perfectly cast actors all combined to make a very pleasing watch. I feel I am watching a children's storybook come to life, and I love it. That's the one I was saying. Because um, it is. It, I, in it, your mind, it sticks like that, but then it's like I always forget. Like, like, oh, that's fun. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's not. It gets intense. Yeah, dude. Well, thank you guys for commenting. That's so cool. Yeah, a couple yeah, people say this I, is I totally, my favorite one. Oh. This is this film's a chef kiss. Just a lot of other people saying I'm just not good at it. Because that's the thing. It's like this. this I think this movie is a masterpiece. 
because I can, and I think about it as a masterpiece from like a critical standpoint of view. It's like I looked at every aspect of it, and I'm like, screenplay is a ten out of ten, acting is a ten out of ten, <laughs> fucking score is a ten out of ten. Like, and it's like I go down the road, and I'm like, I, I can't deny, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can't deny that it's just like. It's great. I think this movie will stand the test of time, honestly. Like, I think it's really good. I think, and actually, I kind of, I mean, you can never say never, but I do find, I do find this to be kind of the perfect, the perfect storm. It, like, it, it came, because, because Moonrise, Moose, oh my god, Moonrise Kingdom had to come first and lay the groundwork for him working with other people and getting, like, he's, I mean, he's, he's had, he's had draw and he's had buzz, but I think that, I think that Wes Anderson was reluctant to work with big actors you know, on his, like, I think, so I think he'd like to keep it. I mean, I think when he was like writing with Luke Wilson and stuff, it's like, I think he was like, he liked keeping it, you know, smaller and more niche and like, kind of like, you know, producing with like his friends. And then I think he got like, and now he gets like the biggest like, fucking butt fuck cast that I can right. think of. Cause like right, right, the right. cast for asteroid city is just bonkers too. Oh, it's everybody dude. Yeah. It's like Tom Hanks is in it, I think. Right. Or something. Yeah. But it, or was Tom Hanks in Moonrise Kingdom? Anyways, it's like, dude, he gets he gets so many. No, I don't think people Tom Hanks now. has been in one in yet because that was Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis was in Moonrise. Bruce Willis was in that too. I know, but I swear to God, huh, I'm yeah, I'm picturing someone. But uh, he gets he could. I mean, he could get anyone he wants to work with him, which is cool. And so I don't I don't know I don't but know I, what he would that, do. But you really do feel that all the people that are in his movies came to him. Like it does oh, feel totally, yeah. like he doesn't feel like. I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the man, but I I don't feel like he writes the script no. and it's like, you know who would be perfect for this role is Tom Hanks. Like right. someone probably there Tom Hanks is like, Hey, I want to work with Wes Anderson and then they like someone through the agents is like, Hey, you got a role for Tom Hanks? And he's like, Yeah, he can be this guy. That'd be that'd be cool. <laughs> like Yeah, right. Like I feel I mean, I like think... other than the Wilsons and like Jason Schwartman, who and he probably Schwar- writes roles uh-huh. for. Right. 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 Um, and even Bill Murray. And Bill I think Murray. it's like I that's what I that's what I loved about I loved this movie when they all got together as the cross keys oh, and they were just that like they, they all like, they're just and this like super I, group of like for some underground. Reason, <laughs> I didn't notice it uh, until, I mean, I probably noticed it, but it didn't click as well with me, but watching it this time, the cross, all the cross keys guys were the, all the only people at zeros and their, and her wedding. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh they were, Oh, they were just there. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. That's, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And that's like, that's so tragic, but it's so good. It's like just so. It's so like that's what he does. He just writes such human stories. It's like even though they're like whimsical, they're so relatable. And that's well, like even the way that it's told, like both Gustave dying and Agatha dying, are basically told in one sentence and like off yeah. of line, which is super affecting because it's like Zero is the narrator of the story, so it's just like. And they died, and obviously that's a uh, part of my heartbreak. But it's like a lesser movie would be like make a big scene out of it, make a big dramatic scene right. out of it. But it's like since he's the one telling the story, it's like he wants to stay away from the hurt, and he looks back. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks back on it with like this adventure and these memories, and it's like there's pain there, but uh, and then you feel the undercurrents of it. But that's why this movie feels so happy. But it's always got the undercurrent of like you know real stakes and real trauma and like. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, uh, what, uh, we didn't get we didn't get a Travis this time and and get anything from him. I don't think I, yeah, that's right. I didn't receive an email. Um, so we miss you, Travis. But you. in lieu of, in lieu of that, I had a question. This is something I've I've pondered forever, and they've made they've made parodies about this and shit too. But what genre would you like to see Wes Anderson make? Because I I am straight up horror. I think it would be sick to see him. Yeah, do there's like that parody. There's like, that parody of the horror one. That, with, yeah, yeah, the horror one. But it's like that's clearly Edward Norton's like actually. It is. Right? Yeah, Edward Norton's playing right? uh, Owen Wilson. He's like, oh wow, there's killers. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like to see like Wes but like Anderson actually, actually make, do horror, like actually do a horror. Stuff, yeah, that'd be great. Right. Because it's like he's he doesn't do. That's what's kind of fun is he like. All Wes Anderson movies are Wes Anderson movies. They're all like they they're not they're not necessarily He's like in his own in genre. A genre. Yeah, yeah right. Does, that's why it's, it's like, like it kind of does its own thing. Yeah. It kind of has all the it's all those elements are like built in there. Like dude, and that's what's so sick. Oh man, I, we didn't even mention aspect ratio. So when they go to the <laughs> yeah, 30s, it's in it's in aspect ratio of the 30s and like uh that scene when when fucking William Defoe is following uh 
whatever the dude the the lawyer guy uh jeff goldblum it's like that kind of like feels like m like it feels like it feels super like old school like 30s it does like it's got horror like, got like 30s a, suspense it's got like a noir vibe a little bit for yeah. sure and in, in the 30s right. um and coming back to the score man this score is like it's right pretty mysterious too like especially oh, yeah. during those scenes too it's like pretty intense i don't know like i I really love, I love it. I really but love what? <laughs> answer the answer the freaking question. Horror movie, obviously. <laughs> like I'm a horror. horror I'm yeah. on a witcher. I, you know, I know, but we were doing our fucking all the movies we love. And I have too many horror movies. Because I, I would <laughs> yeah. be interested to see him, uh, you know, go try his hand at like something a little bit more like, yeah, like genre specific horror, or like a hardcore sci-fi. I mean, Asteroid City looks kind of sci-fi, oh, yeah. so we'll see. Um. That or like, yeah, like lean into like, I want to see Aliens, but directed by Wes Anderson. Like, true, like, like a sci-fi or, action. Or even, or just him doing like a true crime would be kind of cool. Him do like a, like a Zodiac or like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, dude. like, can you imagine doing like, or even doing like a no country style, like that where it's like, it's, you know, he still keeps it based off a book, but it's like, that would be more, good. Like, like a straight up thriller, thriller though. Like I want to see him a do thriller. something that's like to use his style, but like to try and make it like again i hate using the word quirky i kind of feel like that word's I loaded mean, but like uh, yeah take but his like style but like make it less whimsical like, I know. yeah make it less like ooh, it's fun and playful but like make it like somehow darker but still maintain well, his style without going back to like what his old movies of, were I don't know. can you think of a director that has kept a consistent style for so long and for forever I mean, he's he's never broke his like even yeah. though he's like he's like deviated from like doing slow motion at the end or like deviating yeah. from like well it's still obviously know, his style i think the closest uh other filmmakers like quentin tarantino like quentin tarantino yeah. makes quentin tarantino movies he's done about the same number of movies thereabouts and yeah. it's like he's got his style of where it's like sort of humorous in the dialogue and then like thrilling also, especially in his more later movies. But I don't know. He's kind of deviated from like, I don't know. No, he's still got it. Quentin Tarantino for he, sure. I yeah. Think. yeah Cause a lot of other similar. filmmakers have kind of. Yeah. They'll, they'll do something different or experiment. I guess uh, Danny Boyle kind of has kept yeah. a similar. I mean, Fincher, a Fincher movie is always a Fincher movie, but sure. he, the, the content of the movie always changes. Like obviously thrillers and are his bread and butter, but you know he does like something like Social Network or some shit, or Mank, yeah. which but it still's got like Fincher fingerprints all over. But, but I guess right, but I guess it's just Wes Anderson's the most glaring because yeah. of his. It's not like a Linklater where Linklater is palette. like so diverse that you would never even you watch a movie and oh. be like, oh shit, Linklater made this <laughs> like because yeah, it's so right. old. he. I feel like he doesn't want to stay in one style. If anything, the fact no. that he's made like three rotoscope movies, like that's the closest. <laughs> yeah, right. That yeah, it's just like he just really likes that style. That style, but it's like yeah. all his other movies are so different too. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, what was your favorite part though? Oh man. Wait. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's all. It always be like it's always going to be a scene because that's that. That's what he does. All of his like. His his like shots and stuff they're all they're all built they're all chain reaction to something yeah. and I actually I really love I mean his editing yeah it's amazing, I, it. <laughs> but I like you know I love like I love a lot of like the big parts the shootouts great the breakout is great the prison scenes are great but I actually I really like the scene with young young zero and and um, Agatha when when he's like when he's like. He's, he finally confesses to her, like she's sitting in bed in her like nightgown, and he like confesses that like they stole a painting. Shit's getting real. If he dies, he wants her to have it, you know, because they they like they agreed to get married and all that. And like he's like that that scene is so Wes Anderson. So Wes like, Anderson, where he's like, just, I don't want to take like, it anyway. The, yeah, yeah, that. And it's just so it's like it's shot so beautifully that like all the blocking. It's like dude, Wes Anderson. He takes days to block his shit out because it's so tight. His shit is so tight. He like that just like him going up, coming back down. It's like their conversation and how he's like he's like, Oh, it's a code. You know, you have to like you have to like decipher the code. And she's like, I don't want to take it. Like I did just take it anyways. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I love I love that. Like that's such a that's such a nice moment between them. I mean in the shot 
the shot of her on the Ferris wheel is really, or in the merry-go-round is really pretty. If you're, if you're watching this that's on like, YouTube, that shot is in our opening like, title sequence. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is totally. I remember when I saw it when I was watching it. I was like, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> that shot's but, amazing. Uh, the, the cinematography in this movie, yeah, is so good. All right, but. but I don't know. I mean, I think I think I really love the fucking the actual Grand Budapest Hotel. Also, that miniature yeah. that was built for it is. It's top notch. Like, like a little gondola yeah. and like the whole front of the building yeah. like set into the rock face and all the yeah. pinks and purples and stuff. Yeah, it's really great. Um uh, what about what about you? I think uh, my it kind of blends into each other, but like when it first cuts when he when he sits him down to tell him the story and they order their food uh, at the beginning and he they get their uh you know, their champagne or whatever. Yeah. And right. uh, he's like, it starts where it must always start. It starts with the my predecessor, blah, blah, blah. It starts with, and then it smash cuts to the title card, to the part one, M. Gustav. And then yeah. it just is him. Uh, there's like five seconds of him just staring out the window, just gathering his thoughts. And then there's the knock on the door and the music starts. And there's that whole tracking shot where he turns around and he walks to go answer the door. And the music comes in right there. And I'm like, every time I see that moment, I get like kind of goosebumps. I'm like, oh, yeah. Here it goes. You know what I mean? Uh, like again, it's such a good preamble for it uh, to going into the next scenes with the music and everything. Uh, I think it's really great and starting on like kind of that close up of his profile of his face uh, before going into that like getting right into it and all the hustle and bustle. Like that's his moment of quiet because there's a lot of those moments like where he's sitting in his room eating alone. Well, like, dude, that's what I actually has just those, like breathe. You, you, like his character. you just made me. You just made me connect like the emotional core. Because it's like Gustav, like he he traveled so he's 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 risen so high that he owns the hotel theoretically, and so it's like he's like the highest position you can be, but he still takes his meals alone, and then like he's still, and then that's what that's what Zero did throughout. You know, it's like mm, they say Zero they also pro- they lived probably in like have a somewhat quarters. similar past because it's like right because uh, he started out as a as a uh, like even with boy. their family too. Like it definitely seems like there, there's a couple hints of like. Oh, trauma of the so death of trauma. his family kind of thing. Yeah, right. Migration um, probably too, yeah. But that leading but, into the first scene uh, with him yeah. interviewing, after Tilda Swinton, and then him interviewing Zero as they, he's like, who are you? And they're walking through. Yeah. But like, he's That's talking, so Wes Anderson. He's talking, it's Wesson. shot so good. Yeah. And the way that it's cut and edited and acted, it's just like so fast paced where he's like, he's talking to like five different people at once as they're walking. And it's like, that seems like that would have taken a billion dog ears to fucking block because they're <laughs> yeah. they're walking and he's just like talking to him. They're having their moment and it does the rule of threes where he's like zero. You know what? Yeah. What kind of experience do you have? Zero. What kind of education? What kind of family? And then he goes zero. Zero. And yeah. uh, but at the same time he's like, no, redo that. Do that. Hi, how are you? You know what I mean? Doing all his customer services, just so much energy. Uh, that I'm like every time that scene, I'm just like. The whole opening of that, like I think this whole movie is great, but that that whole sequence of like when it first goes back to part one or whatever, um, it's primo. It's primo stuff there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fine film. It's it's just a, it's a fine. It is a fine film, sir. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, oh, if you haven't watched it, I do think honestly, this probably might be a good starting point. I think. Because either this is a movie that if you're not that familiar with cinema in general or like things out of the, like this movie's pretty out of the box visually. And so I feel like someone might see it and be like, wow, this is really striking and really interesting and get sucked in or they'll be turned off by it. Yeah. And if they're turned off by it, then it's like, okay, maybe go try one of his older movies. Uh, you know, go watch Royal Ten of Bombs or Life Aquatic. Or I think, you know, I think, it. yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm Cause like because it, it is a it is a lot. It is like hyper stylized that it's like right. such in the forefront. It's like you do when you watch it so many times and you're so familiar with Wes Anderson. Like we, uh, I we've think seen that's the thing that it's like yeah, we've it's seen, to be expected. Yeah, every but movie, so to a like I tried my brother. Like I don't think he's really liking it so far, but it's like uh, I think it's just a lot for him. <laughs> like it's kind of overwhelming. Well, give it you know? just stick stick with it, Gat. We we. We respect you. Stick with it. Watch it. Enjoy it. Just watch it. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, it it definitely. Like, I think it. I think it benefits from like a theater viewing. If not, then like your full attention at home. You know. Yeah. For sure. So, anyways, anyways, 
I'm glad you guys uh, was great. Yeah. stuck around. Stuck it out. Glenn, thanks for listening. If we so this next week we are doing Paul Thomas Anderson, who is probably my favorite director currently anyway. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. But right. uh, top five. We don't know who's winning, what movie's winning. It's actually really close. And the poll doesn't end until tomorrow. So keep stay tuned for that. It's probably gonna be right now it's between Master and Magnolia. And Oh uh, really? And Phantom oh my God, Threat. I didn't... Phantom Threat's pretty close too. Okay, uh, I thought Master was gonna win for sure, but it's only see. got like two ahead last I checked. And Damn, then Magnolia okay. was ahead earlier today. But now it's the master. Woo! Now it's the master That's again. So <laughs> So anyway, so it'll probably be one of those two movies unless Phantom Thread swoops in or something. Um, I'm, I'm happy to watch anyone, baby. I'll watch it. They're give all, they're it, all give it to me. They're yeah. All, they're all so good. So anyway, uh, yeah. thanks for listening. Stay tuned for that. Go on the Reddit. Get in. Tell us what you think about these movies. Vote on what other movies we're going to watch next. Um, all that good stuff. Let's Patreon. Everyone who does the Patreon. Thank you. Yeah, you got, you rock, We got stickers dude. coming for you. We got stickers. Oh, yeah. Stickers will be in the mail, baby. Movie. Don't even sweat it. Don't even sweat it. We'll do a bonus movie, too, eventually. You just wait and see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you oh, just yeah. wait Honestly, we, We're going to end up doing a lot of bonus movies coming up soon. We so are. We've been just... talking about it. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be exhausting, but it's going to be so fun. Because they're, so they're, so, they're such good movies. Anyway. <laughs> yes. All right. Take the nectar of the film. The film. All right. Pray, yeah, pray All cinema. Right. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh...